In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. This is an exclusive audio presentation of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Politically Georgia podcast, where we bring you news and analysis from all the latest Georgia shenanigans in Congress and under the gold dome. We journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution want to take a minute to thank our subscribers. Because of your support, we were able to make this podcast available to everyone. Our reporting and local journalism is because of subscriber support of our newspaper. If you are not a print or digital newspaper subscriber, join us. Go to AJC.com and sign up today. Thank you, and continue to follow our reporting in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and online at AJC.com. We picked a great week to revive the Politically Georgia podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bluestein, and I'm here with the AJC political insider columnist, Patricia Murphy. Let's get right into it, Patricia. Words that I don't think a few years ago we'd ever thought we'd say, Herschel Walker is running for U.S. Senate in Georgia as a Republican. And here's a taste of Georgian's first, maybe first uh, interaction with Herschel Walker about 20 or so years ago. We hand it off to Herschel. There's a hole. Five, 10, 12. He's running over people. Oh, you Herschel Walker. My God almighty, he ran right through two men. Herschel ran right over two men. They had him dead away inside the nine. Herschel Walker went 16 yards. He drove right over Orange Church, just driving and running with those big pies. My God, a freshman. My, my God, a freshman. I think I said 20 years ago. I'm dating myself. I met 40 years yes. ago. Yes. 1980, um, before I was born. But of course, I grew up hearing the legend of Herschel Walker. Anyone in Georgia grew up hearing the legend of Herschel Walker, even if they weren't football fans. And Patricia, that is part and parcel with his campaign appeal is that he's that's why he's the instant front runner on the Republican side. Absolutely. I mean, you take Friday night lights and you dunk it in Athens and spread it all over the state of Georgia. And you've got the platform from which Herschel Walker is already starting as a first time Senate candidate. You couldn't really ask for much more um, goodwill and fond memories. And frankly, just a, a, a well of, adoration that it's hard to even describe among some people. Some people have moved to Georgia recently, never heard of the guy. A lot of people are in a different boat though. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of folks who, yeah, exactly, who didn't grow up here who have no real clue who he is or what he stands for. And even the people who who might be supportive of him don't really know where he is on issues and what he stands for. And we'll we'll get into that. But but first, I mean he's running against Senator Raphael Warnock, a Democratic incumbent who has united support behind him, and he still has to get through a very 
tough Republican uh, primary uh, that includes a handful of candidates, but also could include down the road, former Senator Kelly Leffler. Um, and he's got lots of questions to answer, uh, chief among them, how he'll connect with voters. My name is Herschel Walker, and I'm running for the United States Senate. I'm a kid from a small town in Georgia who's lived the American dream, and I'm ready to fight to keep that dream alive for you too. So Patricia, that, that his opening video, very polished, got, got a lot of uh, rave reviews from Republicans and frankly from Democrats. A few of them sent me notes saying, that's the best video I've seen uh, in a long time. Um, and it focuses a lot on his upbringing in Wrightsville, the, the tiny East Georgia town where, where he grew up and uh, where he has some fond memories and some not so fond memories. Um, you, you visited that town a few days ago for a column. Tell us what you saw there. Yeah, I did. So, you know, the earliest attack, and I think one of the strongest attacks on Herschel Walker right now, is that he has not lived in Georgia for uh, Mm -hmm. 40 years. Um, He's lived in Texas for 30 years by choice. He never did move back to Georgia until it was time to run for Senate. We've really heard Gary Black attack him for that, a Republican who's in that primary. And I'm sure we'll hear that from all of the candidates. Um, Therefore, I wanted to go to Wrightsville, which is uh, Herschel Walker's hometown, and just find out more. Um, With so many people who become famous at a young age, they sort of leave town and they never go home. And Herschel Walker wrote in his own book how really traumatizing he he experienced life in Wrightsville to be on occasion because um, he described it as a town where Georgia's racist past was alive and well in some of the times when he was growing up. And the Klan still marched in the 1960s in Wrightsville. Um, However, he also went on to have a really good experience later in Wrightsville. So I wanted to just go home and see if he's gone back and uh, see if he has stayed in touch with his hometown and stayed connected to Georgia in a way that maybe we didn't know about. And sure enough, I talked to people, lots of people in Mm -hmm. Wrightsville, Almost everybody has a Herschel Walker story, and they see him a lot. He is back visiting his mom, who still lives in Wrightsville. The mayor of Wrightsville told me that he is back on uh, just about every July 4th to ride in the July 4th parade in Wrightsville. It's the type of things that you wouldn't do. Maybe if he was doing these things recently, people would say, oh, you're just running for Senate. You're just trying to reestablish yourself. Um, But these were the things he was doing really when nobody was paying much attention to Wrightsville. So I thought it was a a really enlightening um, visit to Wrightsville. And I learned a lot about him and his connections there. He's a Herschel Walker field and Herschel Walker signs everywhere. And it'll be really interesting to see how, look, his supporters hope that one of the things he can do is peel off African-American voters um, from, from Senator Warnock. And, and drive up black turnout in, in rural areas where Democrats dominate um, in, in among African-American communities, I, sh- I should add. Um, and so his appeal in places like Wrightsville, trying to get um, black voters to switch parties, essentially, will be a major part of his campaign. Yeah, it's a really heavy lift. I mean, we know from so much um, data from political scientists that the number one driver for people making their decisions right now in elections is their party affiliation. So once uh, Herschel Walker came out and said he's a Republican, running as a Republican, longtime friend of Donald Trump, that is really going to trigger a lot of yeah. uh, Democrats to say, I- I'm out. I-, I like Herschel Walker, but I'm not on this team. I think we don't just don't know what kind of a candidate he's going to be. We don't know what his policies are going to be. This might be the best week of his campaign. We just don't know. But 
he is for Republicans a way to answer Democrats um, who have been Democrats have been so proud to have Raphael Warnock become the first black senator in Georgia. Republicans can say, look, you can vote for us and still have a black senator in Georgia. You don't have to give up that piece that you're now so proud of. You can also vote for Herschel Walker. So it's a really different appeal than we've seen from uh, Republicans. And he's going to be a very different kind of candidate than we've ever seen before. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. Uh, We don't know a lot of things about Herschel Walker right now, especially how he'll account for his past history of violent and erratic behavior, his his struggles with mental health, uh, violent rages that he himself has written about in his his 2008 memoir, threats that he leveled against his ex-wife, all sorts of issues that we've written extensively about and will continue to write extensively about. And also, of course, there's the political side that you that you mentioned. We know that former President Trump has egged him on for a long time, that he's entering the race with, with the former president's blessing. That's a benefit in the Republican primary, not so much in the general election as Kelly Leffler and David Perdue saw when tens of thousands of Trump supporters stayed home in the runoffs because for whatever reason, they thought that those two senators weren't uh, sufficiently supporting the former president. And, you know, we we also heard a pretty conciliatory tone from Herschel Walker upon getting in the race about him saying he doesn't believe in, in, in all this partisan divide. The politicians pick American against American, rich versus poor, black versus white, urban versus rural. I don't believe in that garbage. It's a lie. I mean, Patricia, he, he's trying to strike that balance. We've heard a lot of politicians try to do the same thing, saying, hey, we're going to rise above the partisan fray. But how do you do that if, if you're running with Donald Trump's support? Well, you know, that was, I think, actually part of Donald Trump's appeal to a number of Democrats who Trump was able to peel off in 2016. And so it's a really smart, I think it's a really smart political strategy. I think it also rings pretty true for somebody who's never been in politics before, the way Herschel Walker never has been. And that's really the way Donald Trump was able to win the White House was to appeal to those people, those Democrats who felt like um, either they weren't connecting with the Democratic Party or they had been ignored, or they just didn't like the dynamic of, of uh, Republican versus Democrat, and they were attracted to Donald Trump and just his force of personality. So I don't think it's a mistake to go in that direction for Walker because it's worked in the past, um, for sure. Um, now, whether he's going to be able to hold on to that tone as he really gets into the weeds of a primary um, in order to stay far right enough to win a primary in Georgia, we're going to have to see. But since he's already got Donald Trump's support, he may not have to do all that song and dance that we're having to see some of the other Republican candidates do. Yeah, he's got Donald Trump support and he's got sky high name recognition, two things that his opponents, even, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit, but even Gary Black, who has been elected statewide three times, um, doesn't have. Um, Look, we've talked about some of the personal issues that Walker will confront from connecting with Georgia voters after living in Texas for decades to to his past struggles with mental health and, and violence. Um, but we also, and this is this is important too. We also don't know where he stands on a long line of policies that are important to conservative voters, from taxes to guns, abortion. Here's what we do have from from Herschel Walker on his platform, and this this came from his debut video. I'm a conservative, not because someone told me to be. I'm a conservative because I believe in smaller government, a strong military, personal responsibility, and making sure all people have the opportunity to pursue their dreams. Patricia, that's not exactly controversial stuff in the in a Republican primary, is it? 
Uh, no, it's not. And it's probably not that controversial in a general election, to be honest with you, um, except for saying I believe in conservative values. That's obviously not going to win over too many Democrats, but a strong military, small businesses. Uh, and his last line, I think, really is where he's going to go. And it said, I've lived the American dream. I want to fight for you to have the American dream, too, for everybody to have the American dream. And I actually, when I was in Wrightsville, sat down with a gentleman. He was just sitting on a park bench. <laughs> Um, he works at a KLN plant nearby mm -hmm. Wrightsville. And I said, what do you think about Herschel Walker running for Senate? He's like, I don't know about that. You know, he obviously uh, seemed like a man who probably voted Democrat in the past. He, this was not somebody talking about conservative values. Um, but then I showed him that video. I showed him the video to say, have you seen his video? Because it has Wrightsville in it. And we were sitting right beneath the water tower that's featured in, in the video from Herschel Walker. And he read, he saw the video and uh, at that end, that last line about, I want to make the American dream uh, possible for everybody. He said, wow, I, you know, maybe I really could support him. And I just thought it was such an interesting dynamic to see somebody watch that message in real time and respond to it. Um, can he keep it alive over uh, the many months of a campaign? We'll see, but it uh, it certainly seems to be effective um, to the swath of voters he might need to get. Yeah, certainly. Certainly Herschel Walker is expected to lean very heavily into his personal story. Um, you know, his, his athletic travails, all that stuff. You know, we saw that in his opening video. There's lots of clips of, of, of him working out, <laughs> of him going back to his old old high school football playing field. He led that school to a, to a state championship. Of course, he won the Heisman Trophy at Georgia and led the Bulldogs to a national championship before playing in the NFL. So you'll hear a lot, of, uh, a lot about that. You'll, you'll hear a lot about his other athletic endeavors, whether it be being an Olympic bobsledder or being an MMA fighter. Um, so there'll be a, a lot of a focus on his celebrity in a way that we haven't seen in Georgia. Certainly, we've had other celebrity candidates run in, for offices around the nation, but we haven't had that in Georgia. And that gives a, it's a major challenge to his Republican opponents. I mean, the most prominent we've got is Agricultural Commissioner Gary Black. We also have uh, Latham Sadler and Kelvin King. And Gary Black has been the most aggressive about basically ribbing Herschel Walker even before he got in the race saying, hey, you live in Texas. We're already here in Georgia. The race is, the race is already begun. Here's how he, uh, I guess I'd say, welcomed Herschel Walker to the race. Herschel, welcome back to Georgia. Welcome to the U.S. Senate race. You know, I've been a big fan of yours since we were in college together. Before you moved away, and I suppose I've always wanted a, an autograph, but there's some things that are far more important now. So you hear him saying there's a lot more important things now than, than sports. He's nodding to the policy issues that this debate, he hopes, will revolve around. It's a subtle shot or not so subtle shot about Herschel being an out-of-towner. How do you think Gary Black and the other two rivals, Kelvin King and Latham Sadler, find a path forward right now? I, it's going to be so hard. It's especially hard for somebody like Gary Black, who you have to assume is just about on all the same policy pages as Herschel Walker. Uh, somebody like Latham Sadler, I think, uh, depending on events in Afghanistan, depending on what ends up happening overseas and how front and center our challenges overseas become. Latham Sadler is a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL, deployed to Afghanistan. He has an incredible depth of knowledge on Afghanistan, Iraq, military issues. Um, that's something that Herschel Walker obviously just doesn't have. He believes in a strong military, but the, the contrast between those two 
is really going to be apparent. I think really, if he gets through the primary, Democrats are going to really push him on the issues um, because there will be a huge contrast and they're going to say, whoa, whoa, it's great that you are a great football player. What about Medicaid expansion? What about voting rights? What about policing? You know, that's when those policy differences, I think, are going to really explode. But for the Republicans and the primary against him, I think they're just going to have to cross their fingers and hope for the past. (laughs) I mean, hope for Herschel Walker to to drop out of this race for some reason. They're all going to have just about the same policy positions. Um, He's already got the personality and the name ID and the money. So where do you go from there? It is. Yeah, it's going to be real tough to see another Republican uh, eclipsing Herschel Walker. But who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? That's why politics is so great. Yeah. It's also interesting to see what Democrats, how they respond over the next few months. If we look back at 2020, one of the biggest Republican regrets uh, was not effectively attacking Raphael Warnock early, even though everyone kind of figured he was going to be the eventual nominee. Um, and the real the real attacks didn't really come until after he emerged as the the leading vote getter in the first round of the election before the, the the January runoffs. Of course, that was a very different race. There was no primary. There was no general election campaign. It was a free for all involving something like twenty candidates. This time around, Democrats have a lot more time to try to dampen his poll numbers, and Republicans certainly will be too. There's already leaks going out. There's already Oppo research that has been filtered out. Um, we've already seen damaging reports. Um, the AJC reported a couple of weeks ago that Herschel Walker's own wife might have cast a legal vote. So all this is coming up and there'll be plenty more. I mean, one one source told me there's not enough closets for the skeletons that Herschel Walker has. We'll see if that's true, but certainly that's already factoring into this race. So Raphael Warnock um, c- could not have asked for a a better, more dysfunctional Republican situation to run against in 2020. While Mm -hmm. he was putting out his very positive bio ads and telling Georgia who he is, defining himself, Republicans were in this absolute mud fight between especially Kelly Loeffler and Doug Collins, who just spent the entire campaign beating each other up trying to win over Republican voters, while that just let Raphael Warnock define himself. Um, I could envision a similar dynamic if all of these Republicans stay in the race again um, with Herschel Walker um, and Gary Black, who has really been aggressive toward Herschel Walker so far. Um, And there are a lot of the same campaign aides involved in these who I feel like have a kind of a grudge to settle after 2020. If the Republicans spend this entire time trying to destroy Herschel Walker, who could be their strongest candidate, they may have a real problem going into a general election when they haven't spent the time that they could have, all the energy and all of the money, and saved that to really run a tough, aggressive campaign against Raphael Warnock. So can Republicans help themselves? I, I do not know. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because we'll start to get a glimpse of that very soon. Gary Black is urging Herschel Walker to join him this weekend, the last Saturday before college football season down in middle Georgia. Let's let's listen to Gary. So I want to invite you to a discussion about this. And it, it starts with where I'm going to be in the coming months, all over Georgia. Really, maybe it wouldn't be a better place than Perry this Saturday, the 8th District Fish Fry. We need to have this discussion. 
the uh, the the showdown in 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 Perry, <laughs> the the, uh, the fight over the fish fry. I don't know what, how we term that, but I can I can tell you that Herschel probably will not show, and because he has not showed up at any of the big Republican events so far um, this cycle. Uh, but it does remind us how unconventional of a campaign this is going to be. Yeah, but he's he really is going to need to campaign, I have to say. I mean, Donald Trump, to his credit, in 2016 went all over this country and, frankly, all over this state um, when he was running in 2016. So he did that work. And Herschel Walker's going to have to do the work, too, I think, to get in front of voters and let them know why he's more than just a former football star. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for joining us. We'll leave it there. We'll have so much more to talk about the Senate race, the House races, the governor's race, I don't know, everything um, over the next uh, year and a half. And we're so excited to have revived Politically Georgia. Thank you so much to our listeners for bearing with us and to our producer, Jay Black, for reviving the show with us today. Thank you so much and stay tuned for a lot more. Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Politically Georgia podcast. Head to AJC.com forward slash politics to subscribe to Politically Georgia. You'll get access to our daily newsletter, along with all of our stories and updates on all things Georgia politics. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and rate us. It really means a lot to us when you do. And as always, thank you for listening. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter.